Hello. Hello. Oh, I guess it's recording. It is recording. We're in ten seconds in. Oh yeah. So anyway, this is uh a podcast I am trying to do to see how I can engage in in a conversation. This is my first podcast engaging in a conversation with a friend of mine. Um why don't you introduce yourself? <laughs> well, my name is Latrice. Latrice, good evening, Latrice. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Good evening. Uh, uh, what did you do th- over the weekend? Um, I'm just taking it easy this weekend. Oh, taking it easy. All right, cool. And you Black guys all know. preparing for work again. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's already Monday. You know, usually Sundays is just like <laughs> a cutting. It's like when you pull a cutting over, you know what I mean? That's Monday for that's uh, actually Sunday for me. Well, anyway, um I was thinking about a topic and we was talking about um passion. And when I say passion, I don't mean the bedroom passion. I'm talking about um, <laughs> certain people. Like, for me, like, I'm somebody that, again, I'm somebody that keeps quiet when I get mad, when people upset me, right? I, 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 I'm I, a, I might, you know, usually I let it blow over. I usually don't say anything. I usually don't even let the person know that they offended me or they annoyed me or they did something like I you know I'm not feeling you know what I'm saying and they if they do it again or if they do something else to piss me off I might not say anything I might just you know yo maybe the third time fourth time fifth time I might say something I'm like yo you know you be doing this whoa 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 you know you need to chill blah 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 you know, I might want to show some kind of confrontation, like like a warning. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then it gets to that point where, you know what, man? Motherfuckers must pay. And I'm sorry, you know. I always try to keep this podcast clean, but I feel like it won't be genuine. So I just want to express myself. Latrice, feel free to express your thoughts in any shape or form. You know, our conversations are conducted in a respectful manner, but um, freedom of expression is not restricted on this podcast. But anyway, uh, going back to what I was saying is I, I might just blow up one day. And, and when I retaliate, that's when people like, I get blamed for everything, even though the other person was at fault, even though the other person was just poking and, you know, doing little things to to, to vex me or to just rattle me, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, we are all responsible for our actions and and the choices we make. I get that, but um, certain things drive certain things. You know, people say certain things, it might drive you to a certain edge. Um... Or you know, people do certain things, say or do certain things, and my driving to a certain edge. And I'm not saying the same can go, it can be either positive or negative, like anger, or 
they might influence the way you feel that they like as far as you know being happy you know you're around like positive people but anyway i don't want to complicate this conversation what i'm trying to tell you is on the other aspect i get really bad and when i retaliate he's like if somebody has been pinching me pinching me pinching me and i tell them stop 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 when i retaliate i don't pinch i'm not folding my face and i'm punching you see what i'm saying then in the court of public opinion i'm gonna get blamed for being too excessive but nobody understand that this mofo was doing some shit that got me to that level where i had to punch him and it feels like damn the punishment does not fit the crime that type stuff Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts, Latrice? Tell me what you think. You can share like some personal experience, or you know, just tell me. Just feel free to express yourself in this topic. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm also a type of person that tries to deal with it internally, and you know, I do experience people poking, 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 or doing um, multiple things to get me to a certain extent to where I want to explode. However, um, I realized that that type of reaction is not productive. So what I like to do in just my lifestyle is that I try to always, like, if I don't get a good outcome of something, I always look back and be like, okay, how can I make this better? How can I fix it? And I always realize that maybe not always internalizing things, maybe not always internalizing the anger every step of the way until I explode, you know, and get that bad outcome. Maybe I need to... Um, you know, when little things happen, correct it then instead of trying to like hold it and internalize it and waiting till I explode, just correct it then to fix it, you know, not internalize it as much. Yeah. You know, and and, And sometimes it's hard because I find myself and I'm trying to work on that too. I find myself in the heat of the moment and I'm mad and you're aggravating me, I still want to walk away and try to deal with it on my own. But if I could just, you know, take a breather, like annotate what I'm feeling, annotate what's wrong and figure out how to say it, you know, so it doesn't escalate the situation, but correct it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, so but you do that. Me, I would just be like, hey, you know, this is not cool. My intentions is this. You know, I'm not sure what your intentions are, but I'm just trying to do this. So if we could just come together, we can agree or disagree. But this type of friction right now is not going to, you know, equate to something, you know, great. We need to resolve this type of issue now so we can move forward and nothing worse can happen. You know what I'm saying? So you try to like nip it in the bud right away instead of it just keep growing, growing, growing you know, behind the scenes and then you explode. So you have to, yeah, one person is to blame for like aggravating you, but you are also to blame for like holding on to that, you know, that anger or that, that pressure until you explode. You know? I, I, I get, I, I understand what you're saying. And, and, and that's like almost, and, and again, I just feel like that's a textbook or like an interview answer the way I'm not saying I'm not, it's not a cheap shot at you. You just, I, if I'm in an interview and they ask me a question like that, that would be the answer that I would give in an interview. But 
the, the, the thing I'm trying to like tell you is sometimes it's not yeah, just for equality's sake and just for fairness, you're supposed to do that. That's supposed to be the right way to handle that kind of conflict. But for me, when I explode, I don't explode thinking I'm trying to be fair, man. I explode thinking like, man, this motherfucker must pay. And I'm in I'm in rage, man. Somebody needs to be on the other end of my rage. You did? So No, and I get that. And like I said before, yeah, hold on. Let me get my thoughts. Let me get my thoughts. But the satisfaction that I got my pound of flesh is what that is gratifying in the whole thing. I get what you're saying, and you know that's a, a very simple way to handle things or a Christian way to handle things. But <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I'm not, and I agree with you. That's how you're supposed to settle things. But for me, it's not. I ain't trying to settle at that point. You getting this fade. You did, you you catching something? I'm throwing a I'm throwing a, a, a train at you because you've been fucking up. It's not one, not two, not three. You just been doing a whole lot of shit, and I've been walking away. It's like you know, let's say you take my kindness for weakness, and you mentioned something about in the, in our conversation before this podcast. You seen the post that says taking my patience for weakness. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and people, only your real friends and your family members really kind of know you as an individual, maybe from my experience. Like, most of my friends would know that if I'm quiet, I'm not retaliating. If I retaliate there and there, if something was done to me and I just, boom, say something, that means I don't want it to go further than that situation but sometimes i'm like okay i'm trying to gauge this person i'm trying to see this person's motives i'm trying to see what their intent is damn this person is coming after me man this person is hating he's saying some you know fucked up shit he's gossiping behind my back talking all kinds of nonsense right now you hearing from other people and you confirming this person is actually hating on you and this person has done stuff to sabotage assignments gone behind your back talk to your supervisor talk trash about you um going to fellow co-workers or going to your friends and just freaking degrading you and shit you know and you just keeping quiet then one day this person just this friend or this individual that you really you know be giving the pass just say the wrong thing or does the wrong thing and that was it man I am like Mount Krakatoa, man. I will erupt <laughs> that volcano as... Man, I will be Zeus, God of Thunder. I am bringing the pain, B. You understand what I'm saying? Like, that's the only way I can feel better. You are catching these blows. You are catching this fate. You gain a, you gain a, a, a slick. And it's not after that I have gotten my gratification and maybe a couple of weeks or months and I look back to the situation, I probably might regret, like, man, I could have just given the piece a chance. But this motherfucker was poking me, poking me, poking me. Keep telling you to stop. I keep telling you to lay it off. I keep telling you to knock it off. Okay, now I'm bringing the hammer. I'm smashing motherfucking skulls in. Right. 
and 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 that's just me though. I can't speak, and I'm not saying this is how men are. I don't think that's the right thing to say. I'm just speaking for me. Yeah, because I'm always I trying totally, to be the I front totally end. Get what you're saying too, and I've been there and I've done that, and I'm at a point in my life that I'm always trying to correct or better a situation so when I look at back at things and it's like oh okay that wasn't really a favorable outcome how can I fix that you know what I'm saying I yeah. look I could be like okay maybe I should try this next time uh... you know because I also I'm, I'm the type to always like be patient internalize stuff just try to deal with it on my own you know you know mm-hmm. still keep like you know a pleasurable attitude with everyone. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm the one that suffers no matter what. You know what I'm saying? Like if I blow up on someone and they're like, oh, Latrice, that was horrible. Oh, you shouldn't have did that. Oh, you went too far. I still suffer because now they're talking about, oh, you're the, you know, they're, they you know what? me, you know? Or yeah. if I, I internalize it or whatever, I suffer at the end of the night. I'm the one that's stressed out. I'm the one that thinks about it and worries about it at night. You know what I'm saying? But, so it's just like for me right now, what I'm trying to do is manage it within the moment. Not go all the way to where I blow up, but, you know, check someone in the moment. You know, and when I try to do that, I start to learn, okay, you know, the first couple times I did, I was like, ooh, I might have came off too, a little bit too strong. You know, I might have checked them a little too hard next time I'll work on it. And then I keep working on it, and now I'm just like, okay, you know, I'm starting to build my strength in checking someone properly in the moment to where it's not rude, but they, I get my point across to where when at the end of the night, I don't have to you know, worry about it or go over it at the end of the night, like, oh, I should have did this or these motherfuckers is getting on my nerves, you know, like, I can rest easier because of it, and then I don't have to get to the point to where I blow up on somebody and do more damage than I intended. And it took me a long time because I've been there to where I had to blow up on someone. I've been there to where you know, and I think about my job a lot because that's the time where you really get put in a situation where you have to deal with people that rub you the wrong, wrong way. You have to deal with people that you don't normally get along with, you know, day in and day out. So I think about the job and there's been times where I walked out on the job because, you know, I couldn't take their shit anymore. And once yeah. again, that was my point of like blowing up or whatever. I went off on them. And I lost out on money. I went off on them and I lost out on a good reference or, you know. So it's just like, okay, there's something I have to do because going off and doing this, like, you know, after months of abuse is not good. I have to do something for myself to, you know, rectify the situation in the moment because I can't keep internalizing it. Mm, I I get you. And, and knowing, I know you, you know. And you're basically like that. I, you know, I can testify that this is who Latrice is. And I can, I just thought about a moment in life when I was a young juvenile. In, uh, we, you know, we don't, we don't say high school in Nigeria. We say secondary school. And I was in my secondary school. I just hated chicks. I hated girls. I had security issues. 
I felt I was ugly. I was like, fuck the world. That was my attitude, man. Ah, though. <laughs> Juvenile attitude. My mom told me to manage my ass. You dig? <laughs> now when I think about it, I just laugh. But anyway, um, I- I'm with a group of guys. I'm with a group of guys and you know, I, 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 they're, they're popular with the females, and I wasn't. I didn't have style. I, I didn't know how to dress, whatever it was. You know, you go through this high school phase. People are changing around you. You don't know what's going on. You feel like you're late on some stuff. You know, like they host a like a bash, and I won't get invited. Or, and I will understand I'm hanging around these motherfuckers. Like, this was my, you know, these were my, my homies, you know. And, like, I'm thinking loyalty, yo. It's our little clique right here. You know, going to die for this clique. I'm thinking I'm on that energy and everybody else on the same energy with me. Then I discovered, man. They was not on the same energy with me. They didn't feel the same way I felt about them. They wasn't willing to freaking do things on my behalf. Like, I was willing to do things on their behalf. And I have done things on their behalf. And anyway, to get to the main story, I keep talking a lot. (laughs) Then I, you know, introduce my story. The story was, there was this girl, beautiful chick. You know, her name was Yvonne. Yvonne is my friend. She's my friend to this very day. But we haven't talked in a very long time. Yvonne was a popular girl. Everybody wants to talk to. You know, her father was, their family was well to do. You know, they had like, um, in, in, in the Nigerian society, they have, you have the, the who's who, you know, and their kids and stuff, like almost like a celebrity or whatever type deal. She was popular. Everybody wants to talk to her. All the boys want to talk to her. You know, I just didn't like her because she was too popular. She walk into the room. She sucks all the energy, man. I can't breathe. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm, maybe you could call it hate. I was probably hating because I didn't have what she had. Or the guys that were going after her, I didn't have what they have to to go after her. Maybe I just felt, man, she ain't got to have all this attention, whatever. Like I was hating on her, I, but I just felt my reasons were my reasons, and she didn't like me. And I felt like I didn't do anything to her for her not to like me. So I just, like, all right, you don't like me. I don't like you too. Fuck it. All the girls my homies were hanging out with, I, I, I only like, hello to few, what's up, what's up. You know, I was not really a social person. I didn't, I, you know, I just didn't, was not in that zone where I'm supposed to be interacting with chicks. And all my, um, Homies around me, my friends around me, they all have lost their virginity. I was the only virgin there. And, you know, I was... You know, teenage years is difficult. Teenage time is one of the most difficult phase of life. I don't care what anybody says. That aging, that stage in life for, for boys and girls is hard. That's when you're trying to find your identity. And I'm not saying sexual identity. I'm just saying... You're trying to figure out life and you're very disrespectful to your parents, whatever, and you just a rowdy kid. But anyway, 
she sick was talking shit about me, you know. She was saying, I would hear stuff. You know, that will say nothing to me while I'm there. If all of us are sitting and we're just talking and she's there talking, and of course she's the center of the conversation. I keep quiet most of the time, you know. People talking about things that they have in their houses that my father could never afford, so I just keep quiet. But, you know, um, then we'll come home because same friends we we'll, we we'll leave together and we went to the same school, and they will start saying things. Oh, this is what Yvonne said about you. This is what Yvonne. I'm like, y'all, you guys wait to come home to tell me why you ain't tell me to school so I can confront her. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, forget about it, man. Blah 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 blah. They will talk down to me. I'm like, I should stay getting mad at Yvonne. I'm like, Yvonne out here, you know. Freaking kidding me in the streets, <laughs> whatever. Like, she out here just talking trash. She trashing me out here. Like I will talk about her. Then um, I don't know what happened. She crossed me, and she made this smart comment. I said to beat her ass up. I don't give a damn. I will just lay you out if you disrespect me. And she kept quiet. I thought everything was a done deal. Went home, did my homework, did what I needed to do. It was time to go hang out with my friends. I walked to their house. And these niggas were saying, yo, this is what Yvonne said about you. Now I'm vexing because Yvonne has been saying shit for months. She's been talking about how scrawny I look. I look like a freaking lizard. And motherfuckers is laughing at me. So now I'm very mad. She's been doing it for months. Now I got to teach Yvonne for some lesson. So I'm mad. These guys is hyping the stuff that she said. Yo, man, she said this about you. Damn, they laughing. Oh, she said that about you. I'm like, yo. And it was a public, it was a holiday weekend too. I'm like, you know what? When we come back to school, man, I'm slapping this bitch. Guys, yeah, I'm slapping her. They're like, "Hey, you can't do that stuff. You can't." They dared me, and I hate to be dared. Even when I was an adult, I hate somebody to dare me. I hate that. It almost feels like I have to prove something to you. You put me in a spot that I have to prove something that I would not normally do. And they dared me. I'm like, you know what? I know we have a four-day weekend. I'm just gonna whoop my ass. When next I see her, it was like, all right, cool, 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 cool. It was eight o'clock in the morning. We're back in class. I'm like, yo, Yvonne is right there. This is the same niggas was instigating something. Just instigating, right? It's like, yo, Yvonne sitting over there, woo, woo, woo. The same dudes. So I go up to Yvonne. So I'm mad. I'm ready to be hyped up now. I'll just. I'm seeing bread. I'm like, yo, I got to go prove myself because these guys are going to see me as weak. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I was like, what, 13, 14, 14 years old. So I'm really mad. I got to prove to these guys that I'm not weak. I ain't to be toiled with, even though I was mad, skinny, and scrawny, and very small. You can't just mess with me like that. You know what I'm saying? So I walk up to Yvonne. I'm like, Yvonne, you said something last week. 
and you called me, I think she called me a monkey or something. I'm not really sure what she did, but she called me some animal. I'm like, you, you, you said I'm this and, you know, you was going to beat my ass and blah, blah, blah. And Yvonne, she didn't deny it, but she kept um ignoring me and I'm asking her and I'm asking her. Then I'm like, I'm going to slide this girl in front of the whole class. This is a class of 80 students. A class of 80 people. And it's rowdy. There was no teachers at the time. It was rowdy as fuck. Right? So, anyway. <laughs> I'm almost trying to change my mind. I'm almost walking away. And this guy's just looking at me. There's in the corners, there's in the cut looking and laughing. So I turned around and I see them looking at me. So I'm like, I got to prove something. I got to prove these guys I'm not weak. Then I asked her again, and she just said some smart comment. Man, I slapped that girl so hard. The whole class of 80 people was quiet. I silenced the whole class (laughs) with a slap. Mm. At that moment, I was so gratified because I had my pound of cake. She's been talking shit about me, remember, for months. Mm Mm-hmm. So it just came up to that very moment. I gotta, I gotta do something to her. You know. Now nah, I'm a kid. What I did was very wrong. So I'm like, y'all, you know, I told y'all, y'all dead me. Woo, woo, woo. These guys were laughing at first. They was laughing. They was laughing. The other girls that were in the clique, they didn't like that stuff. They didn't like what happened. And they complained to the guys like, yo, you guys let TJ, you know, little TJ do this stuff. Rascal TJ do this slap Yvonne. You know, so the girls hated me. The girls in the clique, they hated me. So when whenever we go on break, I'm trying to hang out with these guys. Guess who these guys were hanging out with? The girls and Yvonne. <laughs> the girls and Yvonne. I couldn't come over there. Man, I regretted that stuff. I regret every time I see Yvonne's face. Like, I like, I yeah, I will go home. I will feel so bad. I was depressed. These guys were not even hanging out with me. They was hanging out with the girls. And the girls hated me. They don't want me around, they was talking, they all talk crazy, I can't fight everybody, you know what I'm saying so I just be by myself I didn't have no friends anytime I, see, I try to go hang out with them, the girls that we with the clique, with the, with the you know, my circle of friends the, the same guys that were edging me up the same guys that put the, the gas in the fire for weeks I was just by myself and I was depressed and I um I summoned up courage and I had to pull Yvonne. I um I called her. One afternoon I just called her. I'm like Yvonne and she 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 got shook. She thought I was about to slap her like she's like, please don't slap me. And Yvonne has cousins and brothers that she could have called to come whoop my ass. 
You know, there could have been real bad consequence that day. She's like, what do you want? I'm like, I, I just want to let you know that I'm sorry that I really feel bad that I did slap you. And I don't know how you're going to forgive me, but I really, really feel bad. I learned my lesson. You know, I was 14, 13 years old learning that lesson again. This whole podcast is about life experience. And, you know, life is like a huge university and we're all students. And I was learning my lesson at that moment. I'm like, man, I tried to prove that I'm tough to these guys. And look at where you got me. I slapped her. At the end of Mm -hmm. the day, they're friends with her. They're not friends with me. I was lonely. So she forgave me. And we're very good friends. We haven't talked in years, and I tried to, you know, slide in at DM. When she came to New York, I seen, you know, seen on Instagram shows in New York, but she didn't respond back. But when I left Nigeria, we're very good friends, and I always respected women, you know. That was something that I've one of the few things that I've regretted, and I really learned a very, very good lesson from it. I tried to go prove to a certain group of cowards that was egging me on to slap a girl. Yeah. But I think that also ties into what we've been talking about, about, you know, people taking your patience for weakness because she was tantalizing you for months and months and months and months and months. And you've been just, you know, internalizing it and letting it build up to where it got you to that point to where you want to slap her. Because of her actions and what she was doing to you. It wasn't just like, oh, you know, she did something to you in that moment. And then you retaliated against her right in that moment. No, she was bothering you and egging, not egging you on, but making you mad. And all the stuff was pent up. You were angry for months and months and months thinking about it. I was angry for four days. We had a four-day weekend. And I was angry for four days. We had to go back to school on Tuesday. We got off on Thursday. We were off on Thursday and Friday. And we were off on Thursday and Friday. And I think we were supposed to come back on Tuesday or something. It was a four-day weekend. It was a Muslim holiday. And at some point in time, I could have just let let it go. I did not let it go. I can't my I always make sure to think about it so I can get mad. <laughs> man, I, I did some stupid shit. You know what I'm saying? Like as a kid, when I look back, I'm like, damn, I can't believe I did that. All right. And even when you blew up, you still felt bad. I felt bad. I felt bad. It's not because I felt bad because I learned my lesson. If I didn't learn my lesson, I would not feel bad. I felt bad. It was how disloyal motherfuckers is. You know? I thought that after I slapped her, I thought that they was going to be my friends. I thought they was going to hang out with me, you know, invite me to birthday bashing parties. Man, I was not getting invited to no party. They were being cliques. I see my group of friends were all hanging out, the same group of friends and the same <laughs> girls. And Yvonne is there. I can't go there. 
Ask what he wants. My friends didn't care whether I was in the circle or not. They was going to ask me, where's TJ? For weeks. <laughs> I will go home and I will be depressed. I'm not thinking about it right now and I laugh. But I laugh with good cause because I would really like my lesson. And I had to genuinely apologize to Yvonne. You know, that was one of the lowest moments in my life. <laughs> you know, that really backfired. So I, I get what you're saying. But I just still feel like, damn. Sometimes this is how I feel better when somebody just crosses me. And they've been crossing me. And now I overreacted and then freaking retaliated and 10 times. Most of what they did to me. Yeah, and then you're stuck with another set of problems. That you may have to fix. It depends on the person. These people just hate them. Yeah, it depends on the person's desire. Like that I hate them. <laughs> I don't say I hate people. If I hate you, man. I don't think I, hate is not the word, but it's almost like hate because I really don't like your ass. I really like if I have an opportunity, I might bring some, do some harm to you. But I'll never go all the way to just go destroy a person unless they really did some fucked up shit to me. And this is a, a, a topic about passion. This is where the passion comes into play, you know. Because I'm very passionate when I'm loyal to somebody, to a group of people. When I meet people and I make, or that we're becoming friends or something, we establish a bond. Then we play each other off. We try not to get on each other's toes. We try to feel each other and like, okay, where are our boundaries at? Boom. One mistake. Boom, two mistakes. Boom. Friendship is taken for granted. Boom. You're a friend more to them than they are a friend to you. Boom. They be saying some slick shit. Because now they got new sets of friends and they don't think you fit in, in your circle. Boom. You just want them like, I had enough, man, of your disrespect. Hulk smash. <laughs> End of story. But anyway, Latrice, that was a very good discussion, don't you think so? Did I really go down deep into my core into this conversation? Yes. I hope I hope the listeners will like not listen to it with this conversation, but they should just listen to it and piece it together that you know you gotta learn how to deal with Setting triggers that can get you to a point where you do something and you just regret, and that's not even you, that's not your character, you know. Yeah, you gotta watch for your passions, man. Like, I'm just a passionate individual, I'm passionate and I'm very emotional, so that's why I always try to walk away and I keep quiet. Sometimes I just take it, I take the L and walk away. 
Like, I've taken so much L's from my ex-wife, man. It's not even a joke. Like, I'm taking so much L that she's claiming that she's taking the L. But, like, what kind of shit is that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, for someone like her, I know there's a day that's going to come that I will have my pound of flesh and I may not help myself. I'm bringing down the hammer because she has just done too much. But I hope you get to a point to where you can relieve the tension in a, I don't even know how to say it, but before you blow up like a a volcano and damage a lot, I hope you can get to a point to where you can get your resolve without doing too much damage. I hear you. Because you don't need a pound of flesh, TJ. You need to be happy at the end of the day. You don't still want to carry a burden. Sometimes sometimes people need to be... I just feel... I, I feel like I'm fair to people. I try to be fair to people. I don't try to steal from people. I don't try to lie to people or lie about people. <sighs> And when things like that are done to me and I keep swallowing and swallowing, eventually one day I just... Blow up. I'm bringing down the pain. Yeah. I I get some kind of gratification. I guess suffer this consequence. Mm -hmm. That justice, the sense of justice, like I deliver justice. It's almost like that pop fiction. Paul Fiction movie, Samuel L. Jackson, he used to say this thing. He quotes some BS from the Bible. I tried to look for that passage in the Bible. It really didn't exist. <laughs> you know the movie Paul Fiction? Um, I never watched it, but I always... Oh, man! i never really been a movie Bobby. person like that. It's, um... I don't know. What's I heard that? about What's it. I name? never really watched it. I know Samuel Jackson... Is it Tarantino's movie, somewhere Egg Jackson and uh, John Travolta? Uh-huh. And someone Egg Jackson, he has his hammer pistol, very long barrel. This would be a show about that pistol. He had this silver stuff when he's about to shoot. See, he's him and John Travolta, they're villains, they're partners, and they like uh, the muscle for a group of, like, mobsters or something. They're bad, but they kill bad people. You know what I'm saying? It's a very, very weird movie. And the movie is shown in a way that the end is the beginning, and the beginning is the end. This you got to watch it. It's, you know, it's a classic movie. I'm telling you, if someone Ed Jackson dies, that would be one of the movies that will play more about him. He was a good, he was a very good actor. Anyway, he recites this thing about something Ezekiel wanting, wanting, wanting in the Bible, and you said, "And vengeance is mine," says the Lord. <laughs> a, you know when you say, um, in the part of the Bible where the um, Bible kind of was saying that uh, instead of you taking out 
vengeance. Let vengeance be God's. You know what I'm saying? Let vengeance be God? Let vengeance be God's doing. Oh. Yes. Like, I, I, I don't know. Damn. I should be really, really, really well versed in the Bible. But it's all, it's all about vengeance is mine. But the way Samuel Egg Jackson was saying is no vengeance is he. He's the one that is bringing the vengeance and he will shoot them in the head. Mm-hmm. So he was. So that, that, that right there is very gratifying when I revenge. You see what I'm saying? Going back to our topic that I keep saying all these random stories to support. No, but it all ties in, but. Yeah. But I think you also, like you were saying, I'll go back to your story about when you slapped the girl. You slapped her. About it. Right? And you got your vengeance because she made you so upset. She pushed you to that point. You try to hold off. You try to get over it. You try to internalize it. But then she brought you to that point. You even gave her one more chance and you went back and said something to her. And she still said something smart at the mouth. You slapped her. You felt so good and so relieved in that moment. However, afterwards, you felt bad again. And the, the cycle started again. Until the point you had to rectify that. You get what I'm saying? You had to end up, you were sad, you were depressed, You your friends wasn't really kicking in with you anymore. You had to actually swallow your pride and call her up and, you know, um, apologize. And that corrected it all, you know? Like, at a certain point, you have to, you have to correct something properly or else you're going to keep having these, like, repeated things. Proud. Yeah, problem. problem. So what Samuel Jackson saying is like, oh, when he was quoting the Bible talking about vengeance shouldn't be yours, it should be God's. But then he was saying vengeance is mine. He's taking it back into his hands. And it just, it creates another karma for you. You know, everyone gets their own karma. Don't create any more karma for yourself. Like if someone robs and steals from you, you shouldn't have to try to go back and try to like punish them or do whatever just, you know, have your peace about it and be like, you know what? They're about to get their karma. That's none of my business mm-hmm. type of thing. And yeah, mm. that sounds like, oh, you know, um, holy of me or very politically correct or whatever. But I've been on both ends of it and I find that, you know, Letting karma have its day with the person is so much better. I can move on with my life. I can go to sleep better because of it. And I practice it myself, and I know both sides of it. Because trust and believe, I used to be that person to where I would, one, hold it in, or else I would go in on someone. I used to fight all the time at school. All the time. I used to go in all the time. At work, I used to go off at work. At work, I like I like I said, I quit a couple jobs holding stuff in and just be like, you know what, f this, I'm leaving. Like, you know, I'm above this. And at the end of the money, I mean, at the end of the day, that messed with my money. At the end of the day, yeah. that messed with my my schooling. You know, when I got suspended from class, I still had to make up them tests and I still had to make up those grades or I had to do summer school. You know, when I quit when I quit the jobs or whatever, 
you know, because a boss made me mad or a coworker made me mad and no one was really correcting it. And, you know, I quit. That messed up my money. You know, my credit mm-hmm. score got jacked up because of that because I couldn't pay X, Y, and Z bills. My phone got cut off because I didn't have a job anymore to pay. So, you know, sometimes I just have to, you know, move about it differently. Move with move with strategy instead of emotions. Yeah, strategically, exactly. Uh-huh. Move strategically, like okay, what type of what type of outcome do I want? And move in that direction towards that outcome. Instead of like, and you know, you go back on passion, like, oh, sometimes you passion will get you fucked up sometimes, to be honest. Yeah. You know. In the heat of the moment type of things, you know, people always get, you know, things always happen in the heat of the moment. Babies happen in the heat of the moment. (laughs) (laughs) You know, people cheat in the heat of the moment, you know. So sometimes, you know, passion, we're all passionate, but sometimes we have to think with our mind and be strategic about certain things. And I, I can only say that because I lived through it all. I I lived through the passionate shit. Like I used to, you know, I, I already told you, like I used to get into fights. I quit things and, you know, I was passionate about that. Like I went off on somebody. I flipped over a desk and stalked someone dead in their face because I was passionate about what they was talking about and, you know, passionate about my reputation. But I got suspended. You know, I had to look my mama in the face and my daddy in the face and tell him what happened. You know, I had to, I got passionate about, you know, someone disrespecting me at work, you know, so I quit. And, you know, I still had to figure out how I'm going to pay these bills. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes it's just like, yeah, we are passionate, but sometimes we also have to think with our mind. That's why we have both a heart, mind, spirit, body, soul. We have to use these strategically. Sometimes, you know. Thinking what your heart can get you jacked up. Thinking what your mind sometimes can, you know, get you jacked up too. So you have to just put, you have to just think about it and, you know, take everything into consideration and move accordingly. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I can only say that because I've seen it both ways. I didn't experience it both ways. And I find out that, you know, being strategic and thinking about things before you react is the better is the better way to go for me anyway. I get better I get a better outcome because of it. You're all saying <laughs> Yeah, that was a very, very good conversation. And uh, uh right now we Seven just passed the the 45 minute mark so I'm not gonna keep this conversation going so Latrice thank you for your inputs you provided so many insights that we can use to make better choices when it comes to controlling our emotions so thank you for sharing Latrice and you have a wonderful evening (laughs) thank you TJ all right
I have been, I had a lot of ideas, but then I had to deal with life like everybody else, just shelf the projects, and just shelf on podcast for a while. Um, but anyway, I, um, I'm forcing myself to do this small podcast right now, this small episode right now. So I'm going to go back to what I want to discuss. Um, what I really want to talk about is what is our purpose of our existence here on earth? You know, as far as life goes, like what is our purpose? Like what do we want to achieve? You know, why we're here? Nobody knows when we're gonna die. Everybody wants to live a long life. Most people want to live a long life, but it's just sad. Some people don't get to to see 10 years old or 15 years old or 20 years old. Some people don't even get to see 2 years old, you know. Um, But at the end of the day, you know, what is your vision? amount to probably like a couple of maybe a hundred thousand dollars if you you know calculate all my assets including the quick cash and, and 
other assets that I have and compare that to Amazon's CEO, Jeff Bezos, who is currently at what, $164 billion. Now, let's just say something like somebody that is worth $20,000 a year, his whole assets is just $20,000, and compare that to somebody that is worth $164 million. These two people die. You know the funniest part that is in common? You bury it outside, six feet under. You know. Right now, we as human beings, we live in a life full of vanity. And I'm not discouraging people not to amass wealth. That's not what this topic is about. But this topic is more about humbleness. It's more about I acquired this wealth. How do I change people's lives with what you've acquired? What was your contribution to humanity? You know, like you can live in a $50,000 a month condo because you can afford it. And there's somebody living in a shack paying like $200 living in a shack. Or let's say the homeless people that live person pass away and a very rich person pass away yeah the cemetery might be different there might be different prestigious type of cemetery that the rich person is going to get buried in and the poor person is probably going to be buried in another mass grave but at the end of the day it's still six feet under the freaking earth same shit you know like why we struggle to pay rent and live in houses and live comfortable Die, we're not going to be buried in the house, we're going to be buried outside, outside in the mud, man, in the dirt, because this body got to return to the dirt, and I don't even know why people people get buried in expensive casket anyway, because it's still going in the ground, you know, somebody was wrapped in white sheet and buried in the ground, it's no different from someone that was buried in a gold casket and buried in the ground, it's still same motherfucking ground, they dead, you know what I'm saying, they're not taking none of your riches with you, they're not taking none of your wealth with you, and I was watching this thing of um, Muhammad Ali, he had a talk on Tumblr, I believe, I'm not pretty sure, but he was talking to a group of black people, and he said, you don't really know anything, and that reminded me of something that my mom sent to me, and uh, WhatsApp me, we don't really own anything, not even our children. We don't own our children. The only thing we own in this life is our memories. You know, like, um, like I'm right here in my bedroom. I mean, I'm talking to myself or I'm looking at my TV or watching or looking at YouTube. If I die right now, I can't even make decisions on myself because I'm talking to no one. All this TV. All the content in my residence. Somebody's gonna have to make a decision. I can't take that with me. So what am I trying to say though? And I don't mean this to be a somber discussion. I don't mean 
for this to be a very depressing discussion i just want a very deep thought critical thinking smart conversation on this topic again this goes back to my original topic what we did we want our completion right how do you affect others because at the end of the day man we're all gonna go we're here for a short period of time during our short period of time of on earth we need to make a difference in the lives of others you know so i was just thinking about it understand we might not have all the resources to do these things all the time to do these things but i'm just saying this this is i don't really practice these things but i tried in my own way i tried to be a positive man you know i tried to be a positive influences sink in for a second right now 
we're living. Raymond, we're living. People, some people are wealthier, some people are rich. to live your life to the fullest because what you're doing for and die which that's a tragic story in its own part that's not a really good story so for us that are majority of us that are in the middle we need to affect some kind of change and it's the, the mentality of amassing wealth like it's like greediness Sometimes I look at the, these rappers and I'll be bothered why they just, you know, making their way in the strip club, you know, playing with money. Like, I need their money. I understand the strippers are working. Don't get me wrong. Them strippers is putting in hard work, you know, shaking booties and, you know, they got it but the thing that bothers me is that the super rich are not impressed by that it's us the poor people are insulted because we're still trying to you know get out from the situation we are in that crap final bucket mentality type situation like these motherfuckers make a lot of money shit and they got their newfound wealth on their own but that's not really the truth if you didn't have a group of fans to support your music you will be rich right now nobody be listening to your garbage you know what i'm saying but now you put out some garbage record now the kids are excited the kids are using their lunch money to buy your records now you're rich then you go on instagram and on tv to stunt on the people that made you rich that don't make no freaking sense. Are you guys following what I'm trying to say? You're not really stunting on Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos or the rich motherfuckers. You're stunting on the poor people that don't have shit. That supported your ass and now you're rich off of the poor people. So why don't you take your newfound wealth and make some positive change in the community that helped you become rich? That's all I'm saying. And now when you die, you can't take none of those gold chains those silver change, $40,000 Rolex watch, you know, $300,000 Lamborghinis and Bentleys and all this shit. You can't take it with you when you go. You can't even make decision on those properties when you go. So whoever is listening to this podcast, this is not a rant. This is just 
topic again you know everyday struggle that 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 everybody everybody wake up in the morning and go to work and try to make a living for themselves and coming up with new ideas and how they can be financially free or wealthy but when you get all this work what do you do with this work what do you want people to remember you by share your thoughts you can reply back to this podcast this episode called everyday you know the podcast is called everyday struggle but the episode is titled how do you impact the lives of others before you know that's how I'm gonna title it let me share the title first that's
anyway, I digress, so I'm going to go back to what I want to discuss. Um, what I really want to talk about is, what is our purpose of our existence here on earth, you know, as far as life goes, like, what is our purpose, like, what do we want to achieve, you know, while we're Most people want to live a long life, but it's just sad. Some people don't get to to see 10 years old or 15 years old or 20 years old. Some people don't even get to see two years old, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, what is your vision? topic because this topic is not about death it's more about your contributions to life you know and the other day I was just um, you know thinking I'm like man we want us to do things in life man we want to amass up you know wealth we want to take care of our families we want to live you know comfortably most people want to just amount to probably like a couple of maybe a hundred thousand dollars if you you know calculate all my assets including using quick cash and and other assets that I have and compare that to Amazon's Somebody that is worth twenty thousand dollars a year, or his whole asset is just twenty thousand dollars, and compare that to somebody that is worth hundred sixty-four million dollars. Like when these two people die, you know the funniest part that is in common. You buried outside, six feet under. Right now, we as human beings, we live in a life full of value. And I'm not discouraging you not to amass wealth. That's not what this topic is about. But this topic is more about humbleness. It's more about, okay, I acquired this wealth. How do I change people's lives with what you've acquired? What, what is your contribution to humanity? You know, like you can live in a $50,000 a month condo because you can afford it and there's somebody living in a shack paying like $200 living in a shack or let's say homeless people that live underneath of let's say um, skid row you know uh, even here where I live that's you know that's the biggest um, on the east side of town you know a bunch of people 
let's say this homeless person passed away, and a very rich person passed away. Yeah, the cemetery might be different. There might be different prestigious type of cemetery that a rich person is going to be buried in. And the poor person is probably going to be buried in, in an unmarked grave. But at the end of the day, it's still six feet under the freaking earth. Same shit. You know, like, why we struggle to pay rent and live in houses and live comfortable? When we die, we're not going to be buried in a house. We're going to be buried outside. Outside in the mud, man, in the dirt, because this body got to return to the dirt. And I don't even know why people people get buried in expensive caskets, casket anyway, because it's still going in the ground. You know, somebody was wrapped in white sheet and buried in the ground. It's no different from somebody that was buried in a gold casket and buried in the ground. It's still the same motherfucker. I was watching this thing of um, Muhammad Ali. He had a talk um, somewhere, I believe. I'm not really sure, but he was talking to some black people, and he said, "You don't really know anything." And that reminded me of something that my mom sent to me in uh, WhatsApp. You know, that we don't really own anything, not even our children. We don't own our children. The only thing we own in this life. right now I can't even make decisions on myself whether I'm talking to you or not all this is it or all the content in my resume somebody's gonna have to make the decision I can't take that with me so what am I trying to say though and I don't mean this to be a somber discussion I don't mean for this to be a very depressing discussion I just want a very deep thought critical thinking, smart conversation on this topic. Again, this goes back to my original topic. What you think you want to accomplish in life? How do you affect others? Because at the end of the day, man, we're all going to go. We're here for a short period of time. During our short period of time on, on earth, we need to make a difference in the lives of others. You know? So, I was just thinking about it. understand we might not have all the resources to do these things all the time to do these things i'm just saying these things because i don't practice these things but i tried in my own way i tried to be a positive man you know i tried to be a positive influences you know to people around me i'm not trying to say i'm a danger but you know i don't Some people you never able to do that. They will never ever recognize what kind of positive change you can make in life, and that's okay. But let's go back again. <coughs> like I gave you the two example of the poor guy and the rich guy. You know, when we're born into this world, we came with nothing. You know, we really, 
Zimbabwe is burying golden caskets. Yes, you're burying a golden casket, but you're not living in that golden casket. You're already gone. Your body's in there. That's what it is. And the person that was wrapped in white sheet and placed in the freaking ground with no casket, same shit. Don't matter. They worms is you know the worms and the the, the, the maggots and all the other things that combat the, the, the body to soil or to dust like viruses. It's the same stuff. Again, I'm stressing. Um, is amassing wealth really important though in life? For me, I just want to live comfortable. I just want to be able to pay my bills and not worry about, you know, people calling my phone, not worry about feeding my kids. Money is important. Don't get me wrong. Money is important. But stacking all this money, does it really, um, what does it really do for, for your person? Because they can take all this money and get on themselves. They're going to pack it for kids. And then kids probably will not even take all the money when they go either. So, what's the importance of money in someone's life? For me, I just need to be comfortable. But the trick is how comfortable do you want to be? You know, if I was rich, I probably would not be saying this thing. I don't know what my mentality would be, to be honest. But, in how we look at life, and this is why I always sink in for a second right now we're living we're born we're living people some people are wealthier some people are really poor you know they could eat good lives you know some people have more education some people don't for you when you have this what do you what would you do with that for how will you use what you have to impact person, you never got to live your life to the fullest because you just being born and died, which that's a tragic story in its own, in its own part, that's not a really good story, so for us that are, majority of us that are in the middle, we need to affect some kind of change, and, and it's the mentality of amassing wealth, like, like greediness, like <clears throat> sometimes I look at like, these rappers and I'll be bothered why they just you know making it rain in the strip club you know playing ones like I need them money I understand the strippers are working don't get me wrong them strippers is putting in hard work you know shaking booties and you know doing lucky dancing I, I'm nothing against that also you know I don't know what it costs but when I look at these rappers doing 
yes they got it but the thing that bothers me is that the super rich are not impressed by that it's us the poor people are insulted because we're still trying to you know get out from the situation we are in it's like crap your music you will be rich right now nobody be listening to your garbage you know what I'm saying so now you put out some garbage records now the kids are excited the kids be using their lunch money to buy your records now you're rich then you go on Instagram and on TV to stunt on the people that made you rich that don't make no freaking sense are you guys following what I'm trying to say you're not really stunting on Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos or the rich motherfuckers supported your ass and now you rich off of the poor people so why don't you take your newfound wealth and make some positive change in the community that helped you become rich that's all i'm saying and now when you die you can't take none of those gold chains those silver chains forty thousand dollar rolex watch you know three hundred thousand dollar lamborghinis and bentleys and all this shit you can't take it with you when you go even make decision on those properties when you go so whoever is listening to this podcast this is not a rant this is just a topic again you know everyday struggle that 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 everybody everybody wake up in the morning and go to work and try to make a living for themselves and coming up with new ideas how they can be financially free or wealthy but when you get all this wealth what do you do with this wealth what do you want people to remember you by you know so um if you have any comments if you feel like you need to share your thoughts you can reply back to this podcast this episode called everyday you know the podcast is called everyday struggle but the episode is to how do you impact the lives of others for your own that's how I'm going to tie this episode tie because that's driving in the street beside a uh, 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 cemetery and I'm like man look at all these dead people they, you know they buried outside at one point in time they had houses some of these people were rich and some of them were really poor but everybody's buried in, in this area together and in my mind I'm like everybody's equal now and anyway think about it feel like you're stuck in society and you want to drop your own thoughts and you know your opinions feel free 
God can listen to you. Thank you, Son.